One more round of applause for our seniors this year. And I also just wanted to say a quick thank you to Scott Lamp for putting that video together. It was awesome. And also to each one of our shepherds who uh, donated the funds to buy all the Bibles this year and then put an encouraging note in each one of them. So thank you so much. We are just truly blessed here at the Bentonville Church of Christ. Um, it's, been a, it's been an awesome morning so far. All right, so as we get started, this is what I want us to do to kind of kick off this morning. I want you to look to the person next to you and say, you look good, okay? Just look to the person next to you, say, you look good, even if you really, in your heart, don't believe it's true. We're going to start off with some encouragement this morning. And in honor of Senior Sunday, I'm going to tell you a few things that I've learned as they've, you know, continued their learning and are finishing up high school. Um, A few things I've learned since being full-time youth minister here for a whopping four months now, which is crazy. Uh, But I have learned a few things. Number one is this. I feel like I'm always waiting for another day. And let me explain what I mean, because that might sound confusing. Like yesterday, I was thinking, man, if I could just get through these graduations, I'm going to feel so good, okay? And then this morning, I'm like, if I could just make it through my lesson, and now I'm saying, if I could just make it past Green Valley Bible Camp, I feel like my whole life is just now me saying, I'm going to find rest after this day. Or number two, I think uh, the thing I've learned most is that pizza and raising canes is probably not the best diet. Um, But as a youth minister, that's kind of the staple diet. Um, And last thing I would say is this, and this is really directed towards you parents, your kids wear me out, okay? Like I am not 18 anymore, I'm 29, almost 30, that's crazy, I'm getting old. Uh, But I just don't have the energy levels that I used to, and and y'all's kids make that very evident, so thank you. Um, We're here to celebrate the seniors, but I think we should celebrate parents too, and say, hey, maybe y'all can rest a little bit. Yeah, let's let's give a round of applause, that's good. But we do want to congratulate them. Let's uh, start off with a prayer. God, thank you so much for introducing yourself from the beginning of time as a God of love. And God, from the very beginning, you had a plan, you had a purpose for us, and thank you for allowing us to be part of your story. God, I pray this morning that that every heart is open, that every mind is clear right now, and that we're ready to receive whatever you have for us. God, I pray that, as the words in Romans say, that we can be transformed a little bit this morning to become more like you. And God, lastly, I pray that we realize our identity as your children here on this earth. You have given us such identity and such purpose. Thank you, God. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you wanted to put a title to my sermon this morning, it would, it would probably be Impacting Your World, okay? And I want to start off with that, and I just have a, a quick question or kind of something for you to think about. When you hear impacting your world, like, what do you think of, okay? What do you think of? Do you think uh, maybe giving some money to those commercials you see about, you know, um, pet rescue on TV with the really dramatic music playing? Or do you think about doing something for your, I mean, where does your mind go when you think about impacting your world? Because when I heard that question first, I thought to myself, The world is so grand, right? Like, it's so big, it's encompassing so much. How do I really impact the world? But I'm here to tell you this morning, like, if you're here, if you're breathing this morning, you can impact the world. Like, you have that ability. Did you know that? 
when you walk out of these doors, when you drive down Walton this afternoon, whatever you do today, you have opportunities to impact the world. And let me explain a little bit further. You can impact your world in so many ways, but it, it can start with just impacting one person. And maybe you've heard those stories before where somebody brought someone to a VBS or to a youth rally, and then that person got baptized. They brought their whole family to Christ. And now you see generations that came to know Christ because of one person. Have you ever heard a story like that before? You can impact your role. You have that ability. But I'm here to tell you that to impact your world, you have to be different than it. If you totally blend in with this world, you're not going to make a difference. And so those words that I talked about in my prayer in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, just think about those words that Paul sets before us when he says, hey, do not be conformed. Everybody knows, everybody knows what the word conform means, right? Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. If you do that and you're trying to change the world, it's not going to be a good change. But be transformed. Be transformed. And that's why we're here this morning. Uh, let's turn over, and I really appreciate the scripture that was read this morning. Let's turn over to Psalms chapter 16. If you have your Bibles, I'll be there for a little bit. Psalms chapter 16. And as you're turning there, I just wanted to say one more thank you. Uh, my wife, Abby, and I, Abby is sitting back here. We have a 15-month-old named Baylor, so we are very tired because of that, obviously, as well. Um, but we just so appreciate the way that y'all have loved us and welcomed us. Um, we have loved being here in Bentonville. It's been a, a great four months for us and been really good for our family as a whole. So if you haven't met us yet, I don't know, maybe that's a good thing. But if you would like to meet us, we would love to meet you get to know you better. Let's look at Psalms chapter 16, and I'm going to read this, kind of slowly talk about it, digest it a little bit. I bless the Lord, in verse 7, who gives me counsel. And in the night also, my heart instructs me. So I'm speaking to seniors this morning, but I'm also speaking to everybody that's here. I want you to hear these words. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. Do you want wisdom? Do you really want wisdom? I love the words of David right here because he totally acknowledges exactly where wisdom comes from. He says, I bless the Lord. And when you have wisdom that comes from the Lord, look at this writing in the second part of the sentence. In the night also my heart instructs me. You know what? Whenever you have wisdom from God and you're walking around in darkness, you have instruction. You have instruction. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. All right, you want wisdom. Do you want security? Do you want security? Because David's saying here, look, I'm secure because I know his place in my life. And whenever he is in the right place in my life, it doesn't matter what's going on around me. Whatever comes at me, it doesn't, doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm not going to be shaken because of that, because he's on his throne, so this doesn't matter. 
Man, how it'd be different if we could develop that mindset. Last, do you want direction? Listen to this. I love 11. You make known to me the path of life. And in your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Man, do you want direction? Do you want wisdom? Do you want security? Do you want direction? I think those are all three things that we could probably walk out of the door this morning saying, we need some more of in our life. We would like to have some wisdom, some security, some direction. I know I want it. And so seniors, I want to challenge you right now. When you're in your dorm room at night and you just feel like the world is crashing down, Bless the Lord. When you're in a classroom and you feel like there's a teacher saying things that are different than you've heard all your life, turn to him. Seek his counsel. I love Psalm 16. There's so much good stuff in there for us. Impacting your world. If you want to impact your world, you just have to look different. And this is a pretty good guide on how to look different than what this world has to offer. I'm going to talk about one of my favorite characters in Scripture. So if you have your Bibles open still, turn over to Ecclesiastes, if you would. Ecclesiastes, and we all know uh, the main character in the book of Ecclesiastes. It was King Solomon, really good guy. He was wise. He was wealthy. He had a lot. And I think it says he had something like 300 wives and 700 concubines. Could you imagine keeping up with those birthdays? I mean, like... King Solomon, he was, must have been wise um, for keeping up with all that stuff. But open up to Ecclesiastes, and we're going to be in chapter 2 just for a minute this morning. <clears throat> and if you have your bulletin, you can look at it now because I'm going to get started with those three points that are on there. Feel free to take notes if you would like to or just use it to follow along. But this is number one that I really want you to listen to this morning. Success is a really good goal, but it's a terrible God. Success is a really good goal, but it's a terrible God. So think about that just for a minute. And because as I say that, I'm sure you probably think about people in life that you can say, maybe success is their God. I mean, think about it. Are there people that come to mind whenever you think about that? Success is a really good goal, but it's a terrible God. So let's look at chapter 2, and I'm going to start in verse 17. And it says, So I hated life because what is done under the sun was grievous to me, for all is vanity and a striving after the wind. Have you ever tried chasing the wind before? You look pretty foolish doing it, I can tell you that, okay? It doesn't make a lot of sense to do that. And he uses that language over and over again. He says, I hated all my toil in which I toil under the sun, seeing that I must leave to the man who will come after me. And who knows whether that man will be wise or a fool? Yet he will be master of all for which I toiled and used my wisdom under the sun. And this is also vanity. Okay, so what's King Solomon saying here? He's saying, look, I'm figuring something out. I'm working and working and working and gaining and gaining and gaining, and it's meaningless. Because everything that I'm receiving right now is going to be passed down to somebody, and who, how do I even know if they're going to take care of it? How do I know if they're going to continue that lifestyle? He says it's meaningless. 
Now, where's the point that you can go with this? Success is a really good goal, but it's a terrible God. We know people, I know so many people who work and work and work. Okay, I'm going to say this as a millennial, and this is just a moment for me to be completely honest with y'all. I mean, don't we get caught up a lot of times in what other people have? Can we all admit to that this morning? I'm a millennial, so I'll just throw this example out there. If uh, somebody gets a brand new cell phone, I'm talking to you, Justin Lance, um, I just immediately start figuring out mine's not working right anymore, and like I need a new one, you know? Or if my neighbor gets a new truck, I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, that's pretty nice. You know, we, get, we can get really fixed and caught up on working on things that really don't matter. Success is a really good goal, but it's a terrible God. If you're honest with yourself right now, what is the most important thing you want to accomplish in your life? What is the most important thing that you want to accomplish in your life? Or let me ask it this way. Maybe this is better. What do you want said at your funeral? I have never been to a funeral in my entire life where I heard somebody get up and say, you know, my dad worked more hours than any other dad I know and collected more than I, I don't ever hear anything like that. Success is a really good goal, but it's a terrible God, so please don't let that be your God. Point number two, if you're following along, who you are is not determined by what you do. And I'm going to jump over to chapter four and verse four of Ecclesiastes, and this is what he said. Then I saw that all toil and all skill and work come from a man's envy of his neighbor. He was a wise king, wasn't he? This also is vanity, and listen to this, a striving after the wind. Who you are is not determined by what you do. Oh, my youth group needs to hear that. But I imagine there's some adults in here who need to hear that. Who you are is not determined by what you do. And so to kind of put it in perspective, I want you to ask yourself, mainly for adults, I want you to ask yourself this question. If I had to define who I am and I could not use my occupation, what would I say? What would you say about who you are? And I'm, I'm speaking to you, but I'm telling you, this is me as well, okay? Because it's so natural in our conversation. I mean, when you walk up and you meet somebody, you normally have three things you say, okay? You say, hey, you know, uh, like, what's your name? How are you? Where are you from? But what do you also say? What do you do? We put so much identity into what we do. Who you are is not determined by what you do. So seniors, I'm going to speak to you when I say this. You can go to school and graduate without a law or health degree that makes a lot of money, and you can be a fantastic person in the kingdom of God. We put so much status. And I also realize I'm saying that to Northwest Arkansas, which this might just offend somebody, right? I mean, there's three Fortune 500 companies and, you know, two or three major cities here, so that's, that's pretty crazy. Lots of success. Success is a really good goal, but it's a terrible God. Who you are is not determined by what you do. I love 2 Corinthians 5.17. You don't have to turn there, but you probably know this. It says that anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. If you want to impact your world, look different than the world. Look different than the world. Lastly, your identity should be in knowing Christ and making him known. 
this is a lesson that I really, really try to live out. Your identity, okay, when I asked that question a second ago, when I said, okay, who you are is not what you do, think about your occupation, how would you define yourself if you couldn't use that? Who you are is not determined by what you do, but your identity is in what? Your identity, your whole purpose, what Jesus died for you to do was to know him, to love him, and to make him known. That is your purpose when you leave this building this morning. Because Bentonville is a fantastic place to live. I love it, to be honest with you. There's so many nice amenities here. We love the bike trails. We love everything about it. So many restaurants, it's great. But don't get caught up in a facade that everything's perfect outside these doors. Because there are people that you work with, that you sit at school with, that you commute with every day, whatever it is, there are people that need to see you living out your purpose because it can impact them. Remember those words in Psalms. I will bless the Lord because he counsels me. We all need some counseling. We do. I'll be the first to admit it. But to seniors and especially every adult in here this morning, I just want to tell you something. Know where to look for wisdom. King Solomon did. Know where to look for counsel. If you want to impact your world truly, you can't look like it. Thank you all so much for listening this morning. I don't know if you have any need at all this morning, but we're going to have some shepherds that are scattered around the room and some up front here. So if you do have any need this morning, why don't you come forward right now as we stand and as we worship. Your love never fails.